we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're on live on Instagram. Oh, oh man, this is perfect. This is amazing. All right, fellas. If you're in, let me know. Let me know. I want to know that you're here. Check, check, check. One, two. Where's my coffee? Here we go. All right. All right. Let's get into it. Let's go. If you're doing the live, let me know you're here doing the replay. If you're doing the replay, it's going to let this chill out in the background. We want that sound. Yeah. If you're doing the replay, let me know. Cause I want to know when you're coming in, what the best times are uh, and who's coming in at when. So three ways, man, most men sabotage their fat loss process. I see a lot of things that men like to do to sabotage their process. And uh, today we're going to go through a few of them. I want to make sure that you guys are, I'm going to want to make sure that you guys can see and can get your comments in. So just going to move some windows around. Bear with me. If you're here, let me know you're here now live. But if you are doing the recording, I want to know when you're doing the recording. Um, so three ways men sabotage their fat loss. Most men, I'm talking about most of them. I see three common things that are going on, whether they're people I work with or people asking me questions or, um, mostly the guys in the group. So, uh, you guys, I want to get you on track today and you know what due to lift group, I'm on Instagram too. So I'm going to be answering some questions in there. I'm seeing James in there. I got a meeting with James very soon. So James, hang tight. So we got, as usual, we got some shout outs. And I got a shout out that I've never done before. I got a shout out to me, fellas. This is the 14 day challenge, special edition, whatever you want to call it. And the progress board is up. Some of you fellas are logging. Sorry to say, I'm leading the way right now. So I've never given myself a shout out, but I'm feeling very narcissistic right now. So yeah, I'm taking that shout out right now. Aaron's in here. Aaron, he had the progress. Uh, he was a progress winner on that board. 30 pounds in July. I want to see you guys knocking out some good updates in that progress board. Check it out. You guys, uh, you know where to find it. It is in the 14-day challenge. If you haven't done the 14-day challenge, I'm going to do a last call for that. Get in before it's too late. So it's all for fat loss, fellas. I see Steve in here. Sorry, Steve. I know it's uh, uh, you're not into the fat loss. Want to gain a little bit of muscle. Hang tight. Maybe we'll get a little bit more. So I've rambled on long enough. I don't want to take too much of your time. I want to get into the good stuff. I gave myself a shout out. That's all right. I gave Aaron a shout out too. So Good to see you fellas in here. Let's get to it. Three ways that most men are sabotaging their fat loss process. And let's get into number one. I see this all the time. I see it commented almost every single day. Carbs are bad. Are carbs bad? Whew, that depends. If you ask me, carbs are great. They are a great, great source of energy. They are amazing. They taste delicious. But as far as building muscle, even dropping body fat, you can actually drop fat and eat carbs. Damn, this light's bugging the hell out of me. So get rid of those shadows. Carbs are definitely a good thing. But as it comes to fat loss, fat loss, you have to practice some form of cognitive restraint. And the way a lot of diets work is that 
it's easier to restrict something. Sugar is a form of carb and sugar is one of those carbs, one of anything. It's just a type of food that's not the best thing for you. In moderation, like anything else, it is not that bad for you. Uh, but too much of it causes some problems. So it's easier for most diets just to say, well, you know what, carbs, it's a little hard to moderate the amount of carbs that people get in their diet. So keto or just other types of diets, they're going to say, look, carbs are bad. Just get rid of carbs. And that's why they get the, the bad rap that they get. So carbs, I'd say they're good, but you do have to practice that form of cognizant restriction. Uh, cognitive restraint once in a while. You got to be able to look at something and then turn away from it. You got to be able to just, you know, limit your amount with it. I had my breakthrough uh, quite a while ago. The biggest problem with carbs, and I'll tell you a little bit about my breakthrough. I, I love chocolate. I got chocolate around my place pretty much all the time. It, it might be a small amount. It might be a massive amount. Right now, it's kind of a massive amount. But I started noticing that when I had chocolate or sugar earlier in the day, I was wanting it more. So look at it this way. When you eat, you'll want to eat more. And when it comes to junk food, sugar, uh, fast food, that kind of stuff, when you eat it, you'll have that switch that tells you, hey, you got to eat more. You got to eat more. So I had my breakthrough I was typically eating chocolate at lunchtime and I would get these cravings like right after eating chocolate. Then I'd get them again out an hour after. And then I'd get them. Aaron saying there's an issue with the app. Oh, damn. I'll look into that. But uh, I would have cravings very shortly after. So I started thinking, eh, there's something to do with this. So I just eliminated my regular uh, lunchtime chocolate intake and just had it later on in the day. So I have the same daily amount, but a little bit later on in the day. And I found my afternoon cravings went like this. And that is one of the biggest things. So that's when I started to realize Hey man, what's going on with this carb thing? So this was a long time ago, but, uh, you know, looking into studies, looking into some material, there's a big link with carbohydrates and your insulin levels. So every time you eat a lot of sugar, junk food, your insulin levels will spike. They will level off, but they don't drop as much back to normal as they would. So with that extra insulin in our bodies, we would get cravings because, our body knows, hey, there's insulin in there. Insulin breaks down sugar. Since we have this excess insulin, I'm going to tell this guy and send signals to his brain to say, we need more carbs in the system. You just had carbs, but we want more. So your body does recognize these things and your body will try to uh, give you cravings to balance some levels out. So the big challenge I see with a lot of fellas is that we're starting the day with carbs breakfast or lunch, whenever the first meal of the day is, try to limit the carb intake. It's, hey, protein has an effect on insulin. It will spike the insulin a little bit. Fat, dietary fat will spike the insulin a little bit, but try to dial back the amount of carbs. If you're starting the day with like one of those egg McMuffins, something like that, something that's carb heavy, 
it, I mean, if you're drinking a big coffee with like this cream and then you add a whole pile of sugar and whatever to it, that's going to get your insulin going and it makes it harder for your mind to practice cognitive restraint on um, any type of diet throughout the day. So uh, if you are finding you're having cravings, just cut back the carbs in the beginning of the day. You can have them a little bit later in the day, but just give that a shot and see how it goes. Um, it, you know, you will have to moderate things. And speaking about moderating things, uh, if you track your calories in an app, then that is one of the things that gets guys tripped up. So a lot of us want to know how many calories can we have? What's our budget in the day? What can we have? And, um, you know, how much can we have before we go over in the day? And this is, I can relate this to budget in financial senses. So take this as an example. If you have, let's say, you want to take your partner, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, date out, whatever. Let's say you want to take them out and you got $100. You got $100 to spend in the day. You, you know, maybe take an Uber and then you go to a restaurant, grab a couple snacks, you grab an ice cream cone, whatever. If your budget is $100, how much are you thinking you're going to spend? Most guys, I can answer it for you. You're probably going to spend damn close to $100. You might even max it out. A lot of the times we just look at it as though, hey, we're just going to spend this $100. So take the exact same scenario, same everything, maybe flip it to another day. The next day, you have $200 to work with. You're given a $200 budget to work with. What do you think you're going to spend that day? Do you think you're going to spend $100 like you did that first day? Are you going to spend, you know, spend it on the exact same things and end up spending $100 that day? No, chances are you're going to spend the full $200 on that second date. We're given a maximum. So when you're logging calories in an app, we like to set it to how much can I go to max out so that I'm doing, getting in as much as I want. How far are we going on that? So with that said, now that you know that, I'm going to get some cameras going. There we go. There we go. Instagram's taking a break. So knowing that, look at your caloric budget. If you set it at a certain amount, we have the mindset of, okay, that's my budget. I'm going to go up to that. And a lot of the times we do have little, uh, you know, little slip ups. We're going to log something that is only logging in the app for 200 calories, but it's actually in reality, it's 500 or 800 calories. We'll forget to log some things. There's always human error. I make these mistakes. I'm not going to tell you that I don't. We all make these mistakes. We're always going to the maximum amount when we're trying to drop body fat. And when we're not dropping body fat, typically it's because our energy balance is off. Maybe we have our calories set to a certain amount, but they should be less. But a lot of the times we're not knowing that we're over exceeding our caloric budget. So when you're tracking calories, guys, I know it's, it is just one of those things where you feel like you want to eat more, you want to eat more. Hey, I can afford more. So I'll eat more. Oh, I can afford more here and there. And you start nickel and diming it. And then you start logging things like, Ooh, Ooh, this rotisserie chicken is only 200 calories. The other one says it's 400. I'm going to go with the 200. We're just cheating ourselves. So you don't want to cheat yourself. You don't want to always eat to the maximum. You don't want to have that in your mind. Oh, what can I afford today? 
Because like that $100 or $200 date, if that budget is increased, like a caloric budget, we're going to eat towards that full amount. So don't get too hung up on, hey, what kind of calories can I have today? How much can I eat before I max out? We always push it to the limit. And that's why our progress is very slow. And that's why some of us just completely fall off the wagon. So Steve is asking about sugar. Do you need to take in sugar? Or is it something you can do without? That's a good question. And with sugar, we don't need it. We don't necessarily need it. Sugar is, I mean, sugar converts into glycogen and our body uses that. It's a currency of energy. So our body uses glycogen as energy. Sugar converts into it very easily. Other carbs convert into it as well. Um, eventually things get converted into sugars in the body to be used up as energy. So typically if you're talking about like refined sugar, chocolate, that kind of stuff, we don't need that kind of sugar. We really, really don't need it at all. Uh, refined sugar is just really not that great for you. And I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, it's, it's terrible for you. In larger amounts, it is, but I eat it. I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite and say, hey, you really shouldn't eat sugar. Eat it in moderation and you should be pretty good. As soon as you're going over in mass amounts, then you're going to end up with problems. So we don't need sugar to answer your question. We don't need to take in sugar. Uh, we can do without it. But limiting carbohydrates, I wouldn't restrict carbohydrates too much because that is a great form of energy, of glycogen. And hey, we should be intaking carbohydrates. If you ever talk to somebody on the keto diet, the keto diet is all about dropping carbs like crazy. They might get hangry. And they might snap at you for weird reasons for something. So uh, I wouldn't cut out carbs entirely. Sugar, I would limit it to a good moderate amount. And another thing I want to talk about is, uh, fellas, our metabolism, as we get older, yes, our metabolism will slow down a little bit. There is a new study that really covered this and really stomped on a bunch of people's hearts. Uh, basically from the age of 30 to 60, our metabolism really doesn't slow down at all. Believe it or not, this is a big study. I don't know if you fellows have seen it circulating, people talking about it over the last month, but yes, that's true. At the age of 60 or so, our metabolism slows down by about 1% per year. So it does start to drop off. You can imagine if you live to 90, your metabolism's dropping off about 30% from the age of 60 to then. But our metabolism, it doesn't slow down that much. It's roaring when we're in our you know, early years of our life, right through teenage years, but then it does start to slow down in the 20s. But once you hit 30 or so, that metabolism is pretty much locked in. The biggest thing, that I see a lot of fellas with this, kind of two things. One, just throwing in the towel, like guys saying, oh, my metabolism's fucked. I'm out of here, checked out, done. I, it's a losing battle. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. I'm just gonna eat what I want. The body weight's gonna go wherever. And yeah, that's when your body weight balloons up. But the other thing with that is we think our metabolism is messed up but we don't necessarily call attention to other things like um, our stress levels. I ask a lot of guys, hey, how are your stress levels? Because typically 
we all are emotional people, all of us, whether you want to admit it or not. If you're a tough as nails kind of guy, we all are emotional. You might not have these mental breakdowns like people and, you know, yap on and blah, 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 blah. But we compensate in other ways. Food, emotional, um, emotional eating is one of those things. It's an outlet. So none of us, some of us might not cry when we, um, when, you know, we get emotional, we might not freak out. We might not do some crazy things that you think are, um, emotional ways, emotional outlets, but eating, going to a restaurant and just binging on food, eating chocolate, eating sugar, just because you're not crying your eyes out doesn't mean you're not emotional. We are all emotional people. And what I see with a lot of fellas is, um, the emotional eating comfort food, that kind of stuff. So think about it this way. When you were young and you were at your parents' house, how often would you tell your parents, hey, there's nothing good in the cupboards. There's nothing good in the fridge. You never buy us anything good. Oh, you never buy these snacks. Oh, you never get this and that. You're under your parents' umbrella. You eat what they tell you, basically. You're not going out buying things. But when we get a job, you know, in your 20s or 30s. I don't know when you got a job. I got one when I was 14. When you start getting a job, you start making money. Then you can live under your own type of umbrella. You can start buying yourself food. You can start buying sugar, uh, candy, junk food, all that stuff. So now you have a choice where you're just like, ah, I'm out of here. There's nothing good in here. I'm going to go buy, you know, grab some McDonald's or something like that. Our emotions really start taking control and... Uh, the days that we are stressed out are typically the days where we're just like, ah, man, I'm going out for a beer with the fellas. How many times do you drink one too many? Cause you're stressed out. A lot of the times we don't even notice that we're stressed out. We have a long week at work, Friday, Saturday rolls around and we're so stressed out. We're just used to it. We're complacent with that type of mindset. And it's just like, all right, I'm going for a bunch of beers. I'm just going to uh, go let loose for the night. That's a form of compensating for your stress. If we don't recognize that stress, typically uh, we will find that outlet. And that is subconscious. We don't always think, hey man, what a stressful week at work. Some, weird, some, work, <laughs> some work weeks we do, but not always are we going to consciously do that. Our subconscious is gonna tell us, look man, it was a brutal week. Let's try and reduce the stress in our mind, body and soul. Let's go out and have a good time and just relax. Um, let's go get some, you know, go on a good date and go to a nice restaurant. Let's order this massive amount of food instead of just kind of taking it easy and all that. So if you think about it, as we get older, we get the resources, money uh, to be able to do these things. And to get those resources, we do have to work. We have to exchange our energy, our um, our time, everything. So our stress levels are going to go up. We get money in return and we go compensate those high stress levels with having a good time. And unfortunately, having a good time ends up over and over and over and over. And as we get older, hey, some of you fellas, you might find you're less willing to go out and have a good time. You're not going out drinking with the fellas, whatever. You get a girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, spouse, get married, whatever. And you start to you know, settle down a little bit we still have that sense of wanting an outlet. So we always want to have that type of outlet that's uh, basically 
that thing that compensates high stress at work, high stress in life doesn't have to be, um, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily your typical day-to-day -day stuff. It could be something that just stresses you out subconsciously, you go compensate with something else. So, um, fellas, just remember your metabolism does not slow down that much from 30 to 60 if at all, our metabolism stays there. It's the choices that we're making. We need to be much more cognitive of our choices. We need to think more about them. We need to think about our emotions. And in another way to put that, yes, I know we're all men. We don't want to talk about emotions, but think about the stresses in your life. That's another way to put it. Think about what stresses you have in your life and how you're going to compensate for it. If your fat loss process is all about reducing the calories and stuff. And we fall off the wagon because we're going out. We're, um, you know, having a drink with the fellas that turns into 12 drinks. If we're going out to a restaurant to get a small meal and we end up getting a huge meal and then ordering dessert and then, you know, getting some food on the way home after that. These are ways that we're trying to compensate with our stress and we want to compensate in a different way. So make sure uh, you're making the right choices. Just keep Keep it clear. Our metabolisms don't slow down that much. We can really work with it. We're just going to have to be aware of that and make other choices. Be aware of how we manage our stress and you're going to be fine moving forward. So those three ways, Kyle's in the building. He's, uh, he's saying he's going to watch it from the start, rewatch it from the start. I would strongly suggest if anybody's jumping on now or if you're at this part, Rewatch it from the start because, man, there's some gold nuggets in here. If you just apply these things, I'm telling you, I hear these things all the time with fellas. If you can get these things under control, you will have a successful and much easier, faster fat loss process. Don't fall off the wagon. Don't hit those snags or anything. I want to make sure that you're grinding through and you're progressing all the way through. So again, if you haven't joined the 14 day trial, join in now, shoot me a message, comment down below, get my attention. I'll set you up with it. And, um, Hey, not to brag about it, but I'm leading the way again. I know Aaron Cole's in here. Uh, he, he friggin' destroyed it last time. And I'm nervous that he's going to catch up to me this time, but Hey man, there's a lot of fellas in the progress board. Check out the progress board. If you haven't seen, it, I'll shoot you the link, comment down below if you want to see it, but that's involved in the 14-day challenge. You got to get in. I will see you next time, fellas. Thanks for coming in. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday.